This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Dragon Meat. It's cheaper than steak at this point. But I've come to learn secrets shackle one tighter than any chain and lies fester long after their invention. So as you read this history, my history, know that it is for you and will contain no single lie. May I burn in hell if I speak false. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that's ready to start a war. I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to discuss true history of the Kelly Gang. And before you even say it, I know, <laughs> the legend lives on, I picked a not-so-great movie without <laughs> watching it. I get it, okay? There's there's some stuff to like about this, though. Yeah, there's some, there's stuff. some stuff. I'm not always bad. <laughs> so don't hold that over my head. All right. Fine. I'm going to... Oh, intro. So... True History of the Kelly Gang came out in 2019, directed by Justin Kurzel, um, and then his brother Jed once again did all the music for, um, just like when we did the 2015 Macbeth that they both did. You have what seems like a lot of people in this film, but not a lot of them are like fully on screen all the time. Mm-hmm. Your main cast, though, is George McKay, George McKay who plays Ned Kelly. Russell Crowe, who plays Harry Power, Essie Davis, who plays Ellen Kelly, Ned's uh, mom, Nicholas Holt, who plays Constable Fitzpatrick, who, in retrospect, is the antagonist of the film. I I guess. Uh, Even though technically Ned is. Yeah. He's his own worst enemy. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Hunnam, who plays Sergeant O'Neill, Thomason McKenzie, who plays Mary, Ned's, like, love interest. Uh, Earl Cave, who plays Dan, Ned's brother. Sean Keenan, who plays Joe. And then Orlando Schwartz, who plays Ned, young Ned, like child Ned. Yeah. And that's your main cast. What this movie is about, though, if you don't know. Uh, so, True History is an exploration of Australian bushranger Ned Kelly and his gang as they attempt to evade authorities during the 1970s. And that's like a loose kind of like description of the film um i did find out though because i one thing that i really liked was like the opening for this film where it starts off by saying nothing about this movie is true which then everything disappears except for true and then it goes into the title screen of true history of the kelly gang Mm -hmm. and i was like that's kind of cool that's pretty interesting um and then i found out that this movie is based off a book by the same name um and that is loosely based off of what happened with the Kelly gang. So it's yeah. not even like, again, this, it's kind of like tongue in cheek where it's like, it's true, true history, but it's, it's not even like really. Fake, yeah. <laughs> I actually knew about Ned Kelly a little bit prior mm-hmm. to watching this film. I don't know much about him, but I knew about like his famous last, uh, you know, him like in the armor and mm-hmm. like his famous last gunfight with the, with the police and all that. Wearing the wearing the armor that 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 he made with his gang, mm-hmm. um, so this movie kind of sits in like a weird place, yeah. Of of having a real life person mm-hmm. and a real and real life people, but taking it and making it entirely fictitious, kind of like, sorta almost almost like what they did with like Inglorious Bastards, where it's like it is real time setting, it is real people but completely made up story yeah um and they had 
I mean, I don't know. When you have that type of freedom to like be like, hey, we're going to make a, a movie that is based off of the Ned Kelly gang and and we're not going to take anything into account that that actually happened. Mm-hmm. We're going to just kind of loosely base some like some staples in there of like this is how he was. Um, but we're going to make an entirely new story. You could have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, you could. This, this movie, movie did not. not have a lot of fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but there are some things that I liked. Yeah. I mean, the way that the story is broken up where it's like starting off with like the boy written in wood and like when he becomes like older and it's the man written in blood and then like later on when he becomes the monitor and it's written on like the steel. I thought that was cool. I like a lot of the shots. Like Justin Curzel proves once again that he knows how to frame a shot and like make something really dynamic out of, like, a nothing scene. Um, Like, just to, like, afterwards when Ned, like, shoots the hand of uh, Colonel Fitzpatrick, and then it's just this crazy strobe light effect of, like, him freaking out in the woods where his mother's watching. I'm like, that's really cool. You don't agree. I I don't know. I thought that the strobe light effect stuff was kind of, especially at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it really kind of like ruined the how epic of a last duel it could have been. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't work for me at all. But like, there are a lot of beautiful shots. Oh in yeah, film. no the vi- the movie is visually very very pretty. I think there's some really strange editing choices. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think that there's some weird scene uh, develop like structural things yeah. happening that are really odd. Um, I thought Russell Crowe was really good for Again. his limit, like the limited screen time that he actually had. I love him. I, this and Les Miserables, yeah. however you pronounce it, shows he's got a really good voice to sing. Yeah, like I really, I really enjoyed his character as Harry. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed the first part of the story of the boy when it's like Ned as younger, and he's kind of like taken under like Harry's wing to become like a bushranger, and. I, I honestly think that this story could have been cool had you just focused on that. Yeah, I would have liked to see Russell Crowe's character much more in this movie. Yeah. And him kind of being like, hey, your father has just been killed. He was in prison. Now he's dead. I am going to... I bought you. I'm mm-hmm. now going to raise you and I'm going to make you the man that we then come to know as Ned Kelly. And yeah. I mean, there's a great scene in which he shoots those, those two guys on the mm-hmm. horse and just steals their shit. And it's like, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, that's great. Yeah. And then that just, just get into that. Yeah. That would have, <laughs> that would have been a really like, mm-hmm. like cool unpacking. Yeah. And then, and maybe, then it just doesn't do that at all. Yeah. Like actually have him develop as a child, like into right. an adult. Like yeah. that would have been great. Yeah. And it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. We just, it ends up just being like, I go back to my parents and now I do. And now I fight. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much. <laughs> we just fight each other. I grow up, I fight and then I come back home and wear dresses. Um, other than honestly, the, the, I pretty much that's only it. Had that's a, all you like. I pretty much had a few things, and it was like Russell Crowe's performance visu- <laughs> visually, and like some of the early stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably have some more. I do. I I really enjoyed like a lot of the performances in this film. I really did not really, like George like, McKay's performance. Like George McKay, like this and Wolf, I was like, okay, like I can see where you're going. I with think it. that he went too over the top with over it. Over the top towards mm-hmm. the end. Um, oh, absolutely. But and, like building that, I guess. But like. 
I don't know, man. It just didn't work like for me personally. Like when when we got once we got to that like last 15, 20 minutes of him and he's losing his mind. Yeah. I didn't buy any of it. I was like, this is just <laughs> even me. when like he's getting kind of like um talked to by the English teacher and like he's banging his head on that the table. Was, no, I didn't like that at all. That, I was, that was such a weird diversion weird, of the story like, <laughs> too. It was like, why are we here all of a sudden? Um, and then like at the end when that guy's like talking to like the fucking council, I was like, what is? Where are yeah, we? I know because uh, it looked so modern. Yeah, right? <laughs> like it was just the like, dude's wearing a flannel. Yeah, like, just like, I was like, why does he look like a nineties like alt rock? Eighteen sixties. Like why are <laughs> you gonna pull out an iPhone? Yeah, exactly. he got headphones on. I, it lo- he did look very. I mean, listen, yeah. I'm not a fashion historian, so maybe they had, maybe they had clothing like mm-hmm. that. Uh, but like it looked very out of place, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because mm. it really looked r- like noticeably out of place. Was it weird to you too the fact that like this movie takes place in Australia, yeah. and none of the cast everyone's has an Irish and like, Irish or English? English. Yeah. Even fucking Charlie Hunnam, who is Irish, has to do an English <laughs> accent, and it's like, oh, like you, you, why did you do that? Um, again though, I I liked performances by everybody I, for the most part like nicholas holt i think he did pretty good i like he, nicholas I, he holt. was cool like i liked him like starting to diverge a little bit of being like the asshole um especially to when coming in and like holding mary's baby with a gun in his hand it's like okay like he's starting to become a villain mm-hmm. but then that's it that's all we got of that yeah um charlie hunnam i love that man i think I he's know, great I you do i really don't like I, him. again I wish that he was in it more. He's barely in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this movie feels like because you look at the poster and they have like at least everybody. Yeah, and none of them are in it really. Yeah. And it's like oh, I feel like you're, <laughs> you're really trying to sell this movie with these names. Yeah. And but it's kind of disappointing, especially with like Russell Crowe because it's like he's Russell a big Crow, name. He's a big name, especially you know like when he was in Three Ten to Yuma, the remake of Three Ten to Yuma, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, that's a really good western. Uh, and then it's like, okay, let's capitalize on that. You know, like everyone's gonna be like, oh, Kurt Russell in another Western. It's going to be cool. And then it's yeah. just like, no, no, I know. George McKay <laughs> again, Jed, uh, Justin's brother did a great job with the music. Mm-hmm. Like I bought the music more than anything else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I bought the music more than anything else in this movie. I'm, I'm lying. I illegally downloaded it by putting my phone up to it. Now, um, like I really like the, the music, especially too, like in that scene where, Harry takes Ned like and hides in the bushes and you get like this very western like guitar but you also get like a really cool idea that he did which was adding in like the sound of spurs to kind of be like the drum beat for it Mm -hmm. and I was like that's really cool for a western like I don't see that very often where it's like using some of the stuff that was relevant during western era yeah as the music for it yeah um so I thought that was really cool a lot of the other stuff that he did was really kind of like this atmospheric music kind of again like what he did with Macbeth but I don't know like it Macbeth made more sense this kind of was just like it's there yeah yeah um but I overall liked the music a lot it's weird too that this movie came out you know what two years ago yeah um and it's I don't know like Macbeth was so visually stunning Mm mm-hmm and this movie feels like somehow a step backwards yeah. compared to Macbeth. Yeah. Because Macbeth yeah. was like Gorgeous. one of the most cinematic experiences I've ever had. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this movie was like, this seems like 
sophomore film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, like, like this. Like I, it, I'm starting to learn how to make a film. Mm-hmm. I have I have like some tricks up my sleeve now. I know I know how to like properly, you know, light a scene and whatever. But it's it somehow seems like a regression from Macbeth. Yeah, which is weird. I know. I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't get it. Um, Give me the answers, Zach. Yeah, <laughs> Justin, <laughs> text me the answers. <laughs> Um, that's all I really have for good. Yeah. I guess it's time to shit talk the movie a little bit. Look, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't like shit talking movies as much as I used to because I know <laughs> yeah, how first. Fr- well, I, I just, I know how, look, there are some movies like mm. if we ever do like the room, like, okay, that's a movie yeah. that we, whatever Samurai it's Cop to be. Yeah. Samurai Cop is ridiculous, but a movie like this, I really don't want to just bash mm-hmm. because there's a lot I'm, of good in this film too. Well, that too, but I, I, I just I know how hard it is to make a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've made six successful ones. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I and I know the amount of passion and love that goes into making a film. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, but this movie really did not work. Yeah, on okay. pretty much for me, almost every level. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> honestly, yeah. tr- truthfully, that's fair. So like. I thought that this movie was extremely confusing, Absolutely. which which is something that is not good mm-hmm. when unless you're doing kind of like a a very mystery style. Well, it, it, it the thing is there's there's films that are potentially meant to confuse you entirely. Mm-hmm. There are films that are meant to make you be a little confused at one point and then the director says, you know, it's kind of like the director's guiding you. It's like, yeah, I'm confused, but I, I feel like I'm in good hands, so I, I know that I'm going to get, like, a resolution. Mm-hmm. This movie is just borderline confusing. I, I was like, where... How did we get here now? Yeah. Why am I here? And some scenes go on really long. Oh, And absolutely. then some scenes go on, like, way too short. And you're like... I feel like I needed more out of this scene yeah. to then progress this story forward. Like, mm-hmm. how did I get to this point? Or it's like, okay, this scene is just going on and on and on. And it and my girlfriend was watching it with me. Mm-hmm. And she goes, they're saying a lot of words, but I feel like nothing is actually being said. <laughs> Nothing's there's actually. Like, there's no substance. It's just words. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of agree with you. Like, mm-hmm. there's not. And, and just like I was saying how just I was so lost so many times during the movie. And I'm like, how how did I get here? Why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Like when when Ned goes back home, it does not make sense at all. No, because like he goes back home and immediately it's met with like love and like, oh, my God, nice to see you. And then right after that, it's just they're pissed off at each other. And they're and, like, why did you even come back? And why is he sleeping out by that tree? Because he does. I guess he doesn't want to go inside with them. And then but, why like, are his brothers running around? <laughs> In dresses, like, stealing cattle. Right, for, like, and then bring, and then why does he take his brother and, like, knock him off the horse? Oh, man. Isn't it it weird? Because I guess he doesn't want to, like, have him go down, like, a rough path, but, like, it kind of seems like Ned's gone down a rough path, but, like, it's not, I I get what you mean, because it's not explained enough that he's, like, Ned has gone down a rough path and is trying to, like, make sure his brothers don't. So I, I get that. Um, even too, like a lot of the stuff, like later on, like with the, I agree because a lot of things go on for too long. Like the weird dance, like wedding scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
not at all like Deer Hunter. Like Deer Hunter kind of made sense <laughs> for it to go on for too long. <laughs> this went on for like a good like 10 minutes more than it needed to be. Yeah. I, I think that this film, so like, again, go, going back to that story or going back to what I was saying earlier about how this movie could have benefited or this movie pretty much had so many like options in which it could have went. And I almost feel like they went in too many directions mm-hmm. that this movie could have benefited from limitations, actually. Yeah. Like, let's pull back and just have like a clear cut story. Something else that was really weird was I didn't really understand the notoriety of the gang. Yeah, because it, like for the majority of this movie, they pretty much don't do anything. Exactly. They're not really a gang <laughs> until like the last 10 minutes. And it's really just like Dan, Joe, Ned, and the other guy like Steve with the eye patch. Right, yeah. And then they recruit a bunch of people and... And that was really weird. Yeah, like, they recruit everybody, and, like, he's doing this very, like, I I remember, like, it was almost kind of like a hype-up speech that, from the king with Timothy Charlemagne, but, like, it's not that. And he's trying to hype them up of, like, okay, this is how we're going to take down, like, the the army and and the cops and, like, just cut them down before they even notice it. Yeah. And then it's just nothing. They all just disappeared. Yeah, pretty much like besides that, they do like one little random kind of like killing spree. Mm-hmm. And then besides that, it's pretty much just, yeah, like nothing. Like and they, they, they just kind of sit around and yeah. do nothing. And I'm, and like, I'm okay. glad you brought that up too because it's like that was one of the biggest things that I didn't get to because this movie in a sense is about the Kelly gang and you don't get anything really of the <laughs> Kelly gang. And I think a lot of this movie could have benefited from just, like, the stuff that they should focus on, drawing that out a little bit more. Like, when they're starting to become, like, it's four of them, and they're starting to try and figure out everything, and then you get, like, a snippet of, like, okay, they're robbing banks, and, like, they're stealing from people. But then it's all, it's, it's like, one short scene, and then it's, like, hearsay from Colonel Fitzpatrick. Yeah, it's all, yeah, exactly. And it's, like, had you cut down a lot of the stuff from when Ned gets back to the house and then just kind of gone with that, I feel like we would have been more compelled on like what happens to the actual gang. Yeah. Because too, like, like I said before, I really like how they split it up where it's like the three separate, uh, like eras of Ned by visual with like boy, man monitor. But when he becomes man, it really disappoints you because like he starts off with like the british flag and he's like getting ready to fight and then you get that cool scene with like punk music and he's fighting and you're like okay now he's a man now he's badass now we're gonna get ned kelly and then the rest of the film like up until he starts to go insane is him just being like super reluctant about everything yeah like he's he's very against like falls in love with a prostitute i guess kinda that has a baby he just kind of Talking to his mom a lot. <laughs> yeah. Who hates him, but they still love each other. But, like, they absolutely hate each other at the same it's time, so too. It's so weird. I don't know. I mean, it just felt, like, very lackluster of, yeah. like, you're you're spending all this time with this character, and there's a weird development jump. Oh, yeah. Like, it goes, like, as the boy, like, you start to see it. As the man, in the beginning, you start to see it. And then it's nothing, 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 nothing. And then 20 minutes before, it's like, okay, here he is. Yeah. But then even the final fight, 
is so lackluster. Yeah. And I get it. Before, but I don't want to get, I, I want to save that for last. Okay. Um, one thing that I thought was really odd too was it felt like, uh, listen, I don't know if this is Sean Grant, who's like the guy who wrote the screenplay, mm-hmm. or if this was Justin, the director, but I, I don't know what was trying to be said here because I do think that they were trying to say something about homosexuality or just sexuality in general, like maybe toxic masculinity. Maybe. Because there are... So first off, the whole thing of the gang wearing dresses. Mm-hmm. They don't ever really explore the reason. It's pretty much yeah. just like, oh, we're crazy. Yeah, it's like, oh, if they see us wearing dresses, they're going to think like, we're crazy. But the dresses are made to be like a big deal Yeah, in the movie. But then, like again, it's never really explored. And I think in real life, like if you look like through some stuff of the Kelly gang, like it was a big deal. Right. So it's like, why didn't they kind of talk about that a little bit more? Right. So it's like, is that supposed to be a metaphor? Because then also you have the whole thing with Ned and his, I don't even know who the, what the guy's name was, but he's got like that one friend that's got like the long blonde hair. Yeah, Joe. Joe. Mm-hmm. That like, they're on the train together and yeah. it feels like they, they have kind of, some type of relationship, like sexual relationship with each other. Well, even too, like when they're at like the bunker and they're like in the cold and they're in the tent together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's multiple scenes mm-hmm. that it's like clearly there's something going on here, but again, never really explored. Yeah. So why are we bringing it up? Mm-hmm. If that's not, if you're going to like make a scene like, oh, Ned and Joe are sort of about to want to kiss kind of sort of but then never actually do and there's it's not like by the end of the movie they're like confessing their love for one another when they're covered in bullet holes and they're like i've always it's it's like it it literally just dwindles into nothing it's like hey are you okay and then that's it yeah um it was very odd Mm -hmm. i didn't understand again i I felt like the the director was trying to say something about like some this was all supposed to be like a metaphor for something yeah but nothing is explored i know and it it gave me almost like a bronson vibe like when we did that movie with um with tom hardy like same kind of thing um i don't know if you have anything else like that you want to talk about but if you want to get into like the ending i got one last thing um i thought that the that, that the logic of the film was really odd um, so Ned Kelly and his gang are being hunted mm-hmm. by towards like the latter half of the film. And that could have been cool. It could have been really cool. <laughs> um, and then you have Colonel Fitzpatrick, Frederick Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Who he, Ned shows up to his house mm-hmm. and sits down mm-hmm. at his dinner table and they're having a conversation with one another. And it's like, you're looking, like, during this time, the manhunt has started. They are mm-hmm. looking for him. His men are there, yeah. out there looking for him. And he just lets them leave. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense, because now now Fitzpatrick is responsible for, like, those guys that got killed. Yeah. It, that, that they that they end up, like, doing a sneak attack on. Mm-hmm. Um which that, and and then later on, like even at like the the final gun, the the final uh, showdown there, it's like he's kind of responsible for all of these guys' death because the guy was at his house sitting down at the at the table with him and he didn't capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense to me. And yeah, he had like the gun pointed, but like but like he also knew he wasn't gonna shoot him because he has that line where it's like you're not the man that you try to be. 
Yeah. So it's like he knows that he's not going to shoot him. So had he just gone and picked up a gun, then he would have been like, you're under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> and he would have been like, ah, oh, He could have shot him. He could have even could have shot him in the back when mm-hmm. he leaves. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it just, it was like, you have this notorious, you know, quote unquote, notorious guy killer that's that's out there and you have literally fleets of men looking for him specifically and he's yeah. literally at your doorstep and you just have a conversation with him and let him go it's, it was kind of like heat which i don't i know you haven't really sat down and fully mm-hmm. watched heat but again it's like you have you have the guy the criminal and then you have the detective yeah and they're looking for each other and then eventually they get to a point in where they actually have a sit down conversation with one another but he has to let him walk. Mm-hmm. This movie didn't, didn't make feel sense. Like that. It did not make mm-hmm. sense because the conversation wasn't even like entertaining. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because like again, Fitzpatrick was just like, all right, now get the fuck out. Yeah, it's I'm like, eating. Okay, it's like, but <laughs> I'm the guy that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. It's just so weird. The logic was so strange. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the that the addition of what's her name, the the girl with the baby. Mary. Yeah, I thought she was very unnecessary. Didn't really, didn't the, really add much to the story. The whole baby thing could have been like wiped and then just had like Mary as like his girl, right? Um, and then even to like the whole thing with what the fuck's his name, George King, the the, the, the California, California man. Guy. Yeah, like his whole story with his mom and then his, actually that being the baby. Yeah, the baby's actually his. Did not need that because nope. again, not explored. He nope. just kind of fucked off after that scene. Yeah, and then but then he's like singing in the. <laughs> yeah, and it's like what the like I don't know. Um, it was so there's so many weird choices in this movie. Yeah, again. Because I think you're ready to talk about the ending. I get it that this is a movie that is supposed to be about somebody. Like, technically, this would be, like, a biographical film. And I've seen it in Bronson. We've seen it in, like, other stuff. Unless there's, like, a a power-packed, like, ending for, like, real-life events that you turn into the ending of the film, it doesn't all. It kind of always, to me, feels like, again, very lackluster. Like, very kind of, like, ah, oh, you dropped the ball, like... And that's how this film was. And the thing is, I think that it especially hurts when it's a Western. Yeah. Because, I mean, listen, when the whole film is leading up to a final gunfight, mm-hmm. that gunfight better deliver. And it it wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible when like he puts on the armor and he's going out like in a blaze of glory. Yeah. That, that was okay. Yeah. But, but the, his... edit, the editing choices mm-hmm. of... Having the guys and all the cloaks in white, and then again, like having that strobe fly- flashing yeah. happening, almost weirdly felt like the Ku Klux Klan was yeah. chasing them all of a <laughs> yeah. sudden. Like yeah. I don't, I don't um, know. It it did not. It, it ruined a lot of it. And and he also cuts out the audio, mm-hmm. and that kind of ruins <laughs> a lot too. Because mm-hmm. it's like okay, at least like give me some audible. Like okay, I know shit's going down. There's gun. There's there's bullet holes happening. It's just really strange, man. They, they, he's, you, you, you see a few guys get hit. You see a few of those bodies that are lit up in like all white. They just yeah. kind of drop. Um, but man, I mean, it was, it wasn't, it was just very it uneventful. Wasn't, and then like he, he survives. Yeah, exactly. Like shot that many exactly. Times? If you're gonna, he needs to go out mm-hmm. in a blaze of glory. Like you also hurt the character by having him survive that. And then then getting hung. hung, yeah, it's like he didn't he didn't go out the way that he was trying to make himself like yeah. be shown right. like to people. Yeah, also, I, too, this movie 
if you look up like on IMDb and like Google, like this movie is a Western slash mystery. I don't know where the mystery part of this film is. There's yeah. no mystery. Like had somebody stolen the mom? Had somebody stolen Mary? Okay, go find them. I guess it's a mystery then. Yeah. Didn't work. Yeah, it's more like a Western thriller, but I even hesitate to call mm-hmm. it a thriller because it's like, I, th- th- listen, at the end of the day, I, 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 hate to, I hate to say it, but one of the worst things that a movie can be is boring, and this movie I found to be pretty boring. I didn't find this movie boring. I just, like you, I didn't think it made sense. Yeah, and yeah I was very lost throughout yeah, a lot of it. I was lost throughout a good portion of it, but like... So, there were points where it's like the dialogue and like the the editing of shots kind of saved it for a minute. Yeah, and then there are other points where the dialogue and the editing kind of ruins it. Yeah, the ending was. I thought that I really thought that the final shootout was really that should have been it. I think that the edit. I thought that the editing, Justin, the way that they edited it was, they thought that it was really epic and mm-hmm. cool, but it really was not. It mm-hmm. really just ruined the entire thing. And I don't know, everybody just kind of burning in that little house that they yeah. had. And he just ends up, it's like, oh, he got shot in the head. Okay, he's done. Mm-hmm. Nope, next nope, scene, there he's he alive. is. <laughs> it's, I, I hate prison. to bring it back like to Bronson constantly, but it's like that scene again where it's like Bronson is fighting nude and then like just getting beaten down. And it's like, okay, that would have been a cool point to end yeah. it. And then they cut to him like in the cell, like all bloodied. And it's yeah. like, why? Like you could have ended it with the fight. You could have ended it with the shootout, and then I would have been... I would have at least been like, okay, that's an ending. Yeah, yeah. But um, him getting hung, and then the weird... Again, that, like, guy talking to the everybody. It's like, oh, I, you know, he has been brought to an end. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. I know. Did you have any themes besides, like, the the masculinity and, like... No, that was pretty much the main thing that I... I was mostly confused throughout most of the film, so I was <laughs> so like, like, I don't, I don't know. know what the theme is. What am I taking the, away the from this? The thing that I really took away from it was, like, so, yeah, and again, I don't think that it was explored enough, so I don't even know exactly what the theme of the whole masculinity thing was, but there's something there about it. I mean, mm-hmm. you ha- even have Fitzpatrick in the in when they meet at the brothel. He's like, "Have you ever had sex in a dress?" Yeah. It's yeah. like there's so many references and points in where men are wearing dresses or wearing makeup, um, and and then obviously the whole thing with Ned and Joe and their kind of romantic relationship with each other. Something is trying to be said mm-hmm. there. What it is, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it was explored well enough to know. But, um, but that was pretty much the main thing that I took away from it. Mostly because, again, I think the rest of the movie, I was like, "Why am I here? What's happening now?" Yeah. I was so like, I felt like that Mr. Krabs meme again. I was like, <laughs> "Whoa, everything's what, spinning. What's going on?" Like, it I know. Was, I felt very lost. I do agree with like the the toxic masculinity and the, like the homosexuality a little bit. Um, I kind of took away like in the beginning, like sins of the father and trying to break the chain of like just having that shitty life and like being like shitty person to your kids. Um, and then later on, like, I guess unconditional love from your family because they hate each other. But again, they're doing everything to help each other. Like he's building this entire plot to save his mother, Ellen. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I guess like towards the end of it, it's, it's kind of like this whole thing. Cause he, he was calling himself like the iron monitor. And it's like this idea of, air quotes the man behind the myth where it's like showcasing like what that person was not just like what the stories tell of him and that was like his whole thing of like writing out the pages to send to his son to like show him like whatever they say about me 
I can't say whether or not that's true, mm-hmm. but what I'm telling you is like how I actually was. Yeah. So that's what I took away. Yeah. I give this five and a half pork and pancakes out of 10. Yeah, I was feeling like a solid three. It's honestly. I it was, feel like five is like the lowest I've gone for a movie so far. Yeah. But I mean. I think this is probably the lowest. This is definitely like the worst movie that we've done, in my opinion. Whoa. No, no, no. Like Hold for on. The, for this year. Oh, okay. For I was going to say, we've done The Divide. Oh, yeah. We've done Melancholia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for this year so far, this was definitely the most disappointing. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to say the worst because it sounds so harsh, but it really was not very good, unfortunately. I, it could have been great. Yeah. I, I, I was looking forward to this one, but can't win them all. Nope. Uh, I have a recommendation. Frank, in your opinion, what is the opposite of pornography? Uh, the opposite of pornography mm-hmm. would be monogamy. That's right, kombucha. <laughs> oh yeah, you like kombucha so, now, huh? Yeah, so I uh, I started getting into kombucha. Um, it's I like GT, the brand GTs. Mm-hmm. They make, I they, uh, make, they make something called Trilogy. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Trilogy kombucha. Yeah, I started getting into it. Um, one of my coworkers actually gave me like the. The thing I always forget the name. I call it like a stogie or a stooby, something like that. I don't know. What's that? It, it's like the actual living bacteria. Oh, the mother. You, yeah, <laughs> the mother. No, that's what it's called. It's literally, oh. it's literally called the mother. Cool. That sounds hype. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So he gave me that, and like it, he was like, "Oh, you can actually make kombucha with this," and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then I started like kind of like getting into like learning what it was, and then I was like, "Before I even make this, I should probably go out and like buy some just to like test it out." And kombucha being, like, a, a probiotic, like, it's actually super helpful, especially with me trying to, like, get a little bit more in shape where it's flushing out, like, all the bad toxins in your body. And what that really means in layman's terms is I shit a lot more than I used to. And it's all diarrhea. It, it's, I, it's, I'm fine with that, though. I'm a diarrhea guy. Um, <laughs> just swap it all out and then, boom, getting out and ready to go explore the day. Um, but I started, like with one brand that I really like uh, called, like, Health Aid. Um, they make, like, a lot of really cool flavors, uh, like Pink Lady Apple, Pineapple. Um, one that I got was Watermelon. And I'm just, like, I, I got to take it in, like, slow amounts because I've never really had kombucha before. I know they're like, oh, you can drink the whole bottle. I'm, like, splitting it up between, like, four days. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, so I don't, like, die. Um, <laughs> I didn't really when I started drinking kombucha I didn't really have like that type of reaction I mean maybe just because like I have never had it before maybe yeah because I never had it obviously there's a first time for everything so mm-hmm. when I first had it yeah I don't remember because I, I got into it mm-hmm. um, it's good yeah, I, mean, I really but I've I've only also had the GT's one I can't speak for any other one and again I can pretty much only speak for the trilogy uh, flavor yeah um, it's really good the thing yeah. is it's a very it's, it's an acquired taste it is it, it almost it, just tastes like you're drinking vinegar it unless you get like a flavored one, it is very much kind of like it's almost like a, a spicy beer kind of taste to it. Maybe I I, I don't know. I, I guess different brands probably mm. have different whatever, but at least the 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 GT one that I can only speak to, it's very like vinegary. Mm-hmm. You almost think that you're just drinking vinegar. Yeah. But then it's like a weird thing that happens where you're like, man, that's I don't like that. <laughs> and then you kind of begin to crave it. Yes. You're like, like you want, want it. more. <laughs> it's really like, weird. The health aid one that I got, like that was, like the first sip is like okay, it's watermelon, and then boom, just vinegar. Yeah. So like I think that initial first taste of a flavor yeah. kind of like gets you through it. Yeah. But um, I also recommend it. I really like yeah, it a lot. Yeah. Kombucha is good. Really like kombucha. I like. Nice. Frank, 
What are we doing next, though? Uh, so we are going to be doing some really great, fun, fantastic character introductions. So the first time that you see a character in a movie, mm-hmm. how are they? How are they presented in the film? Um, so look forward to that. Zach, you're over five. Take us out. Nice. <laughs> Keeping the legend strong. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, make a name of yourself.